there, listeners. This is the Spotlight on Grace podcast, where we're focusing on what's happening at Grace Church and how God's grace is making a difference in our lives. I'm your host, Burr Bolton, and Tanya's in here co-hosting with me today. Um, we're coasting today. We're coasting. <laughs> oh, yes, yes we're that. professionals now. I love this. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I want to remind you that coming up in just a couple of weeks, we're starting a new series called The Summer of Testimonies yes. here on the podcast. I guess it is new because it's the first time we've the first summer. Everything's new. <laughs> Everything's new. But, um, so I hope that you'll listen in. I know we're going to be releasing those testimonies at least once a week, maybe more than that of people from right here at Grace Church just giving us their testimony and I was reminded this weekend of how powerful story is and Very how important. powerful um, your testimony is so those are gonna I think gonna do great things in the lives of those who listen so make yes. sure you check that out All right. um, well let's get started with episode 16, Yay, of, 16. I know, of this <laughs> podcast um, and I'm going to introduce to you the two ladies that we have joining us today they are in my small group so I know them pretty well and I love them both dearly. And so let me, let me, without further ado, tell you who they are. They are Amanda Tilly. Hello. And Amanda Thurston. Hello. And I have been calling this podcast The Amandas. The Amandas. <laughs> the Amandas. <laughs> So we may have to pick, say that was Amanda Tilly or that you was Amanda You can't even Thurston. just say Amanda T. No, you can't. You got to say the whole name. I know it. Yep. Yeah. You do. We you figured do. that out at small group when we write our name. On the, yeah. Oh, on the Yes. Because we're real fancy at my small group. Oh, I like it. <laughs> All right. So let's start with Amanda Tilly. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, your profession, what you do for fun. So I've been married for 21 years. We have five kids, um, one of which is an adult. The other is five. So <laughs> yeah, big that's, age that's difference. Age range. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, I'm currently a nurse at Murray Regional in the cardiac step-down unit. And then I'm in school for my master's. Yes, you're a very busy woman. A little bit. Yeah, Wonder Woman is what And homeschooling. And homeschooling. Yes, that's right. All right, Amanda Thurston, how about you? You tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and what you do for fun. Um, well, I've been married to my husband, Josh, for 16 years, and we have three boys, and they are 12, 10, and 4, and our dog is a boy, <laughs> surrounded by boys all the time. <laughs> um, for fun, I like coffee and reading. Yeah, yeah, I like that, too. You didn't tell us what you did for fun, Amanda. I don't have time for fun. <laughs> <laughs> but if you did, you would go to Disney. That and crafts. Okay, okay. Yeah. And act in place. Yes, yes although I haven't done theater. that in a while. I know, theater's been close to a lot of people. But yeah, that's true. So other than just having in common the same small group, the same church, the same name, <laughs> um, you two both, I know, um, have special needs children. So that is what we're kind of focusing on on this podcast today. Um, and so I know that there's listeners that are going to hear this that have special need children in their lives, either as family or friends and or maybe even just church friends. Um, and so I know that they're going to be blessed by what they hear today and maybe learn a little bit too. So um, tell us how long each of you have been at Grace Church and how you got here. We'll start with Amanda Thurston this time. All right. <laughs> um, I've been going to Grace on and off since I was a teenager. Right. It's um, where I met my husband, Josh. Mm -hmm. um, we were in youth group together, but we didn't start dating till after. Um, but Tell I, people who your who your dad is, because they'll they'll know that if they're listening, who your dad okay. is. Uh, my dad is Mike Bowling. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, hey, Mike. <laughs> and I think um, he was working with David Beard, and that's who invited him mm -hmm. to church, and that's how we started coming here. Yeah. I love those stories of I know, this happening and this happening. Inviting, inviting friends along. Yeah. What about you, Amanda Shelley? How long have you been here, and how'd you get here? 
Well, I got here because of Pastor Tanya. Yeah. Yeah, Um, We were doing Willy Wonka in a local community um, theater program, and we had been looking for a church, and she's like, well, just come check it out. And I came one time and absolutely fell in love with the church and have been here ever since, about two and a half, three years almost. Mm -hmm. Is it? I thought it was longer than that. I feel like I've known you. I feel like it's been longer. It might be three and a half. Maybe it was. It might I don't have been know. Three years last fall that we did Willy Wonka. I don't. I don't know that. I thought I it was know. two. I don't. I've know. lost track of time. I know. <laughs> it happens. It does happen. <laughs> um, so I mentioned that one of the things you guys have in common um, is that you have special needs in your family. Do you, each of you want to tell us about the special need that is in your family? Like what? What are the diagnoses? I guess we would say. Sure. I'll go first. Okay. Um, I actually have two that are both on the autism spectrum, mm-hmm. both high functioning. Um, Kirsten, who is my 17 year old. Right. And then Jasper was recently diagnosed um, during COVID. Right. So, um, other than that, I mean, we have ADHD, which mm-hmm. drives me batty, but not really, <laughs> <laughs> not really anything unusual besides the autism. Right, right. Okay. Um, Our oldest son, uh, Joseph, he has autism, and um, he's high-functioning, too, um, and ADD. Not so much hyper, just has a hard time focusing. Yeah, yeah, right. So both of you are dealing with autism, is what, or you're living living with someone with autism. Um, So tell us what it was like discovering, what was it like for you discovering that your child had special needs? Was it overwhelming was it difficult for some parents I know they say it was a relief um and I'll let either whichever one of you wants to start tell us I can go first this time <laughs> this is a, this is Amanda Thurston well Joseph was diagnosed when he was three years old and um it was all those things like everything you can imagine um I think he had speech delays and repetitive behaviors and sounds really bothered him. And I think I knew for a long time that mm-hmm. something was just, you know, something different. And, um, but when he was diagnosed, it was overwhelming. And I think one of the things that was the hardest, like I had so many expectations for what I wanted my child to be and my dreams mm-hmm. and hopes for mm-hmm. him. And it was almost like a grieving process. Yeah. So. And he was your first child. So you yeah. didn't have another child to compare it to like maybe not hitting certain milestones or things right. like that but you did already right. have abram as a baby right at the point he would have right. been diagnosed yeah. you would yeah. have had like a, mm-hmm. a little guy coming right up behind him doing just doing things and another baby to take care of like yeah. i think that would be a lot too yeah because yeah. abram was two when we had joseph um yeah abram was no joseph was two sorry <laughs> <laughs> when yeah. abram was born and um I did, like, and even as that whole year that went by from Joseph being two to three years old and Abram growing from newborn to one-year-old, I noticed even differences then right? of things that, yeah. like, Joseph, I don't ever remember him saying, like, mama, mm-hmm. like, even in up to a year old, which I think, you know, most kids by one-year-old will, like, start right. battling sure. and saying that. Yeah, so you had more to compare it to once you had your second child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Amanda Tilly? What, how did you feel when you first? It, it may have been different between each child, so you can describe how it was for each each. It child. It was different for each child. So with Kirsten, um, we moved when she was about seventeen months old to mm-hmm. Tennessee, completely away from family. And even at that time, we said she was um, quote unquote different. She was unusual. Um, but by the time we got here and we were on our own, like her behaviors had switched to like almost uncontrollable 
I had no support system. Um, I was around new doctors trying to tell them that something's not right, something's not right. Um, so I think when we finally got somebody to listen to us and got that help that she needed, it was a relief for me. Right. Whereas with Jasper, I saw the signs. Yeah, you knew what to look and, for. Yeah, but I didn't want to see them because yeah. I knew the struggle we had had with Kirsten, and I didn't want to do that again. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't. I wanted to just push it aside, ignore it, because he was different in the way he presented like, his speech was good. He wasn't as far behind as she was. But it was still some of those repetitive behaviors and the frustrations on his part that I saw that I was like, I'm not going to deal with it. I'm just not going to deal with it. It'll mm-hmm. go away. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it didn't. It got worse. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so for him, it was once I dealt with it, once I put that to that that was a problem. Yeah. And, got it dealt with and started moving on, then it's been good. But yeah. it was definitely a different different outlook on both of them. Yeah. All right. So we, I know that sometimes um, children with special needs can be a lot of work. Um, and I know that both of you have... Typical have, children could be a lot of that work. Is true. <laughs> that that yeah. is true. That is true. You're exactly right. That, that, that is right. But I'm thinking of specifically about like they have yes. to go to therapies right. and Absolutely. different things like that. Um, but I also know that there's special things about children with special oh, yes. needs. Um, and so what have you two discovered that's beautiful about having a child with special needs? I think just their outlook. Um, mm-hmm. because they will look at things in a way that you never would. Yeah. They are so far outside the box. They're not constrained by society's thought processes and things yes. like that. So sometimes they will look at something from a completely different angle, and you just sit there in awe at the things mm-hmm. they say right. because you're like, I never would have thought of it that way. Right, yeah. Yep, definitely out-of-the-box thinkers. yeah. And I found, like, Joseph is so funny. Like, that's something, like, when he was first diagnosed, like, I was terrified. And, you know, I didn't know what to expect. But over the years, it has gotten easier. And, um, like, the more he can communicate, you know, the, over the years, it just got easier and easier. And now he's, like, smart and he's funny. Like, yeah. he just cracks me up. Yeah. And, yeah. But take, he says it deadpan serious. And you're right. like, at first, you're like, are you joking? I don't know if I should laugh. Yeah. And he's very literal. Yes. Um, and... Like, he makes me get out of my comfort zone because I'm definitely an introvert. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and he's like, not. He no, would talk to not. anybody. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so sometimes, um, yeah, he can say things. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, pointing out if someone's dirty microwave. That would be me. That would be mine. <laughs> and I just laughed and said, would you like to clean it? <laughs> So, yes, that happened. That did happen. Um, so what has God taught you? Because I think God's always teaching us um, through everything. I mean, he teaches me a lot through my oh, kids. Yes, absolutely. Um, but what has he taught you maybe from just being a mom, but especially as the focus of this podcast is being a mom of someone with special needs? Patience. Yeah, you need a lot of patience, that's for sure. And um, I'm a planner, and I think that was one of the harder things for me because I had planned out, like, a path for my kids. And I think just, like, in the last probably three or four years, I've, I don't know, come to learn that God's plan is so much better than what I had planned for Joseph's life. That's good. Yeah. 
It yep. wasn't what I wanted or expected, but right. it's it's better. Than yeah. What, you know. mm-hmm. Well, and I think anytime we have expectations, we're setting ourselves up for disappointment. Like, not even with our children, but just in life. Like, if you have certain expectations and something doesn't meet it, we're disappointed. Instead right. of just yeah. waiting to see what God, what God, what the path is that he's put in place. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's that's a good lesson for sure for all of us. I, have, I was thinking about Amanda Tilly. You asking that question, but I was wondering too, like for you, for being a nurse, do you think it's shaped your view caring for patients, even that have completely different, you know, um, issues or elements or problems or concerns? But I, do you, and if not, that's okay. I just wonder if, if you think that has played. I would into say you. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think we're all human, and I think there's all things that like irk all of us sometimes and so there's some things that really bother me with patients behaviors or whatever but I do try to look for different methods of what will help you know if you've got a patient who's confused or with dementia or whatever sometimes it's a smoothie music will help and I think some of those sensory things that I've learned um, from dealing with Jasper and Kirsten they've helped me sometimes be able to help a patient by using something sensory, we're looking at it from a different angle. Yeah, that's that's cool that it translate can translate over maybe mm-hmm. to to other situations. I didn't think about that before. There we go. Um, so tell us something that's a struggle as um, a family that has special needs in your family um, that other families might not know or understand. I think um, parenting can be difficult, like the discipline because can't discipline the child that has special needs the same way as the other siblings get disciplined and then that causes the other siblings to be like well that didn't why did I get in trouble for that and he didn't you Mm -hmm. know so that's one of the things that's really hard especially as they're getting older you know yeah yeah you got to pick your battles um and sometimes those battles in a normal child would be the battle you pick to choose and fight and sometimes it's well I can either yell at him for running across the road without looking or I can get on him for not picking up his toys. Well, the toys can be picked up by me. Mm -hmm. It's more about the safety. Um, Whereas a normal child, you may get on both. But you know that if you do too much with one, with the autistic child too soon, right on top of each other, you're going to spiral down a road where neither lesson is going to be learned. And it's more important to learn one than none. It's good. Yeah, it's good. And routine is something that's very important. And it is easier now. It's harder when they're like, you know, like Jasper's age, like four or five. That age is really hard because you can't really explain like, well, this today we're going to be changing our routine completely. And that's it was like a lot of meltdowns when he was younger because of that. So, yeah. yeah. Now we can tell him, you know, this is the plan or this plan has changed yeah. ahead of time. And that really helps him. Yeah, like know what to expect. Well, and that's and something I struggle with. I'm not a scheduler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just not. And <laughs> autistic children need that <laughs> yes. schedule. So you're having to learn it from his needs of needing that. Yeah, so gotcha. I have to, I have to make a schedule, and then break the schedule so that they learn how to deal with the schedule being broken. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And I was just thinking, like, the reason probably Joseph handles it so well now is because of all those years of you 
preparing him to handle the adjustment. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, that's probably why it's right. gotten better now because you've prepared him that, hey, sometimes things get thrown your way. And not that it's perfect by any means because yeah. I know that just when you think you've arrived <laughs> in parenting, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. they switch gears. And, they, yeah. and now they're now they're melting yeah. down about something else. So. Yes. Parenting any children is exhausting. Yes. Yeah. Parenting a special needs child is extremely yeah. exhausting. Yes, yes. I can only imagine... Um, well, tell me, who are some people that have been very helpful in encouraging um, your family with special needs along the way? I'll go first, maybe. <laughs> um, I think for us, our family has been really supportive of us. You know, we can, they all live close by and, um, you know, we can lean on them when we need to. But um, Joseph's therapist that he's had over the years, he's been in therapy since he was three and a half and it's helped him like yeah so much like therapy is something that I would tell anyone to go for if you have a child with special needs don't be scared because I was when Joseph was young I didn't want to take him to the doctor I didn't want to admit there was a problem but once he yeah. got in there it was a relief like someone's helping me like this is harder than it should be for a reason yes and, you know these skills are going to help him and it was not easy at first when he went to therapy he would cry and scream like the whole mm-hmm. time but mm-hmm. um it was so worth it in the long run. Um, so when you take him to therapy, I mean, I'm just curious, do they work with you too on telling you certain things you can do to help at home? Uh, yes, they would. They would give us like homework and things to do okay. at home. And okay. Yeah. He went to speech therapy and he still goes to speech therapy and he went to occupational therapy for a lot of years and that really helped him. Yeah. With like fine motor skills and things like that. Yeah. But those therapists and um, he's had some amazing teachers too. That yeah. And it helps when it's someone that knows what you're talking about. That You know what I mean? Like they have experience in dealing with a child with that specific issue. And so when you tell, it's like they're speaking the same language yeah. when you tell them what's and happening. And they can explain why. Like this is why they're doing right. it. You yes. Know? This yes. Is, this is why this behavior is happening. Yeah. So that helps a lot. Yep. Oh, yeah. All right. What about you, Amanda Tilly? What was the question? Um, <laughs> who, has, who has encouraged you and your family as far Who's as... Who's ADD at their house? The mom? I know. <laughs> Very much so. I told you I know them well. This does not surprise I'm me. Like, I'm sitting across the table from my person, and you're sitting across the table from your planner person. Yeah, there we go. Well, I told you I know them well, which That's is right. why I placed the questions. <laughs> but I forgot which one we were... <laughs> In front of them. Okay, so... So who are some people that have been very helpfully, helpful and encouraging to you along the way of your family's journey with special needs? Um, so if we talk Kirsten, I would say it would have to be my grandma. She was my rock. Um, for Jasper, unfortunately, most of my family is gone. Yeah. Um, so I would have to say it's been the church. Yeah. It's, it's been the children's pastor, which to start with was Pastor Tanya, yeah. Pastor Jeff, it's been my small group. It's been Amanda who yeah, just came up to me and said nothing, just gave me a hug. Yeah. Um, it's been, you know, Michelle who just laughs when he runs up to the keyboard and starts plucking away. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I'd say it's been the church that's given me support. Yeah. And, yeah. Comfort. I've heard you say that before, and that makes me go, yay, yeah. Grace yeah. Doing yeah. something right. Um, so... What is beneficial or challenging, both, so you can name either one or one or the other, about being involved in church with a child with special needs? Because I know um, I've talked to other moms before that 
have explained that people don't understand how hard it is to go to church with a child mm-hmm. with special needs. I mean, I know just getting my two ready mm-hmm. for church on Sunday mornings is hard, so that it's an extra challenge. So just tell us a little bit about what might be challenging, but also what might be beneficial. Can I take this one? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, for me, because I've experienced two different methods. Okay. I've experienced with Kirsten where I didn't go to church for 10 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, we completely stepped away because the church we were at was not supportive. It just, it, she was having meltdowns. There was, I felt like I couldn't go to church. I couldn't be in the sanctuary listening. What was the point of me being there? Mm-hmm. I wasn't learning anything. I was sitting in a nursery with her. Um, versus Jasper where it was a conversation of what can we do? Let's try this. Let's try this. Mm -hmm. Let's have Tracy sit with him. Let's have a one-on-one person with him. Let's try noise-canceling headphones. Let's try a weighted vest. Let's Mm -hmm. try, let's try. It was this conversation and this joint effort of not just me, but the church also uh, trying to find a way that – both would comfort him and right. allow me to go to church and participate and get, you know, my learning in. Right. And an ongoing conversation. Yes. Not just, well, that didn't work, so we give up. You right. Know, like. <laughs> and it changes as he changes sure. now. Absolutely it does. Absolutely. Um, what about you, Amanda? You have Amanda um, Thurston. You have anything you want to add to that? <laughs> well, um, we did not come to church for many years when Joseph was younger because it was, like, extremely hard. And I think something that's hard on special need parents is anytime you're out in public, like it's work when they're that, yes. especially when they're younger. Like when you get home, it's your safe space and you can finally like relax for a mm-hmm. few minutes. Mm-hmm. But um, I really wish we would have pushed through. Like Amanda, I see her like sometimes struggling in the sanctuary with Jasper and I just think, you know, she's so strong and I wish that we would have done that too. Um, but I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have done that with Kirsten. Yeah. It's oh. it's because of the people around me, and I know that I'm not going to be judged, even yeah. though, you know, like, in my heart of hearts, I'm like, Jasper, please just stop, please stop, please stop, and yeah. I think I'm being judged. I know I'm not. Yeah. And that's what I think is so great, is when the church can be a safe place, too, not just your home, but if you come here, you're welcome. People are going to help you. Mm-hmm. They're not going to, like, you know, give you a mean look or something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's an important um well, what, what comes from being connected is the important piece of that. Mm, absolutely. Um, you know, if you if you come and people don't know you, of course it's easy for people to say, well, that kid's just misbehaving. Because there are some of those, too, that run around. Yes. Right. You yeah. know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. But, like, but to come and to be vulnerable and authentic and to get to know people and let people in your life and say, hey, this is something that we have that we deal with, that we struggle with, then people are going to want to reach out, but they kind of right. need that. Per- I mean, I feel like I need permission to speak into someone's life. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to just step into someone's life, but mm-hmm. as you get to know people and get to, and are in small group and involved in right. ministries and things like that, I think that makes a big difference sure. as well. So sure. Yeah. I really wish I would have reached out when he was younger, you know? Yeah. But you were a so, new mom. Like mm-hmm. I totally see where that could be yeah. like isolating, even in its own mm-hmm. sense and not wanting to reach out and you were dealing with it on your own. So I can totally see how you, you made the decision that you did, but, but here yeah. we are and yeah. we're yeah. learning and growing <laughs> and Absolutely. supported. Um, so what should people never say to a family with that has special needs in their family? 
Like, is there something that's like a hot button issue? Like, don't or two or it. three things. Then. Yeah, you <laughs> may have a whole list. You may have a whole list. We got time. <laughs> I um, tend to let it all go off my back for the mm-hmm. most part. The only thing that bothers me is when they're like, "Can't you control him?" Well, yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> yeah, or um, have you tried this? Yeah, <laughs> you're like, yes, yeah. we tried it all. <laughs> Honey, I've duct taped him to a wall. He gets out. <laughs> Jasper is an escape artist. He's Houdini. He's an incident report. Yes, we've tried Mr. it Mr. Incident Report. report. Yep. Yeah. Hey, I will say on Jasper's behalf, I had the sweetest few minutes with him the other night. I was subbing in the preschool class on Wednesday mm-hmm. night, and Miss um, Sam had them coloring some little characters to be superheroes. And so I just got down on one knee, you know, and he was totally settled in and coloring, and he was making a pattern, and we were talking about it, and mm-hmm. it was so it was so fun and sweet and precious, and I got to see firsthand more because even when I was children's pastor, I wasn't his teacher. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yes, like, like I could do this, yeah, yeah. But um, seeing like things that I know you guys have posted on Facebook, but like we had the pattern, and then he was doing the flash, so he wanted the lightning bolt. He let me draw his lightning bolt, and it was awesome because Haley came to pick him up, and he wasn't ready to go. Like we made yeah. Haley wait a few minutes. You oh, know? he loves church. Because, yeah. yeah. So I love, and I love that he loves church. That's yeah. so important, and that was just yeah. a super sweet night for me. Yeah. Well, the other Sunday morning, we were having a small group at my house that night, and I walk, happened to walk by his classroom, and I saw him, and I said, hey, Jasper, are you coming to my house tonight? And he stopped, and he looked at me, and he grinned real big, you know, <laughs> and um, his teacher, Miss Sam, said, um, well, when I ask him on the days that he's having small group, what day is it? He doesn't come in and say it's Sunday or it's church day. He says, it's small group day. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes me happy, and it makes me realize that that all of the preparation to get ready for small group and all all the things that can be difficult about hosting a small group or being in a small group or the time you have to take out to be in a small group, it's worth it. Oh, yes. It's worth and it. And the kids love it as much as the adults. They do. Because I think they sometimes do. you think, yeah. well, the kids are just playing. Like, we're coming yeah. to do our lesson. They're just playing. But the kids love it and yeah. look forward to it as much as, yes. the, as the adults they do. do. My Absolutely. kids want to know every Sunday. Mm-hmm. They're like, is it small? Do we have small group today? <laughs> Where are we going to small group? You know, like, <laughs> yep. so... Yeah. I love it. The small group is great. And that's coming from an introvert who could just <laughs> stay at home all the time. <laughs> well, you do sometimes we just come to your house. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we just come over. Um, well, and I think it's important, too, that our, like my kids interact with other children who aren't like them and also have special needs. Because that's, that. I mean, they don't see, they don't see Jasper or Joseph any different. Like, they're just Jasper and Joseph. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that's, I think that starts at a young age to mm-hmm. not be afraid of people who might be different than them yes. or anything like that. So I love that my kids mm-hmm. get to get to that benefit of it. All right, so anything else you want to add about things people shouldn't say? No? Not really. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty let, roll it off my back well, most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'd imagine you say, to, like, a lot of, I haven't had a lot of people say, like, rude things to me yeah I, mm-hmm. I get more dirty looks <laughs> you're like, i mean nah. with your fix your face <laughs> yeah yes. don't just, there we go <laughs> your face is acting up um, <laughs> you know but i used to do stuff to teach them how to deal with it like kirsten wasn't good in walmart the yeah. lights would bother her mm-hmm. so we would purposely go to walmart if she was having a good day to set her off to teach her how to learn how to deal with it mm-hmm. and that method was to sit in the middle of walmart floor and bear hug her similar to what <laughs> tracy used to do with jasper um mm-hmm. in the middle of a walmart floor yeah and you know you get some dirty looks <laughs> if you do that yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
But well, you're so tired, you don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I will there teach you, you to learn to deal yeah. with Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's important. Um, so what are some things people can do to encourage a special needs family? Say, bring us dinner. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Gift cards. We like gift cards. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just think like with church, like just if you see somebody that's struggling with a child or if you know they have a child with special needs, I just like say, I'm so glad you're here, you know, just right. say yeah. that to them. Or, yeah. And I've had people like, um, you know, when we were first back in sanctuary after COVID, mm-hmm. there was no children's church offered to take Jasper for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and while... I'm real funny about stuff like that. It did make me feel better that somebody was willing to do that. Yeah. Because I was trying to, you know, teach him to do it. Mm-hmm. But even just offering, you know, if it's somebody you know closely saying, hey, do you want me to, like, step off with them and see if maybe I can do anything? Sometimes that's helpful. I mean, we may say no because we know our child. But even that offer of help, I think, sometimes helps. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's just so important to tell someone they're doing a good job as a mom. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm not just saying that as parents with special needs. Like, if there's somebody in Walmart that's like has a two year old in the cart having a meltdown, I don't know if they have special needs or not. But I think about when I was that mom that had the two year old. (laughs) What did I want? I wanted someone to say, "This too shall pass," Mm -hmm. and you're doing a great job, Mama. You know, not not stare at me with the bugging eyes Uh like, "Can't you control your child?" Yeah, because the mom guilt can be real. Yes, yes. So for someone else to say, "You're doing a great job," you know, it's so so easy and it costs yes. you nothing now don't roll your ca- kid around in a shopping cart at walmart for eight hours and expect them to still be behaving i no. will say that though. No, <laughs> no. if you, ro- you roll me around walmart for eight hours i would start to act out i mean sometimes it's, it's you know if, if the child is fussing it's mama's fault it's yes, not the baby's fault that is fault. true that is but true. generally in general mom you're doing great all right so what would you go back and tell yourself as you were st- first starting out on this journey of a parent was with a special needs child, what would you go back and tell yourself? Because there may be someone listening who's on that beginning path. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what would you say to that person? I think I, if I could go back and tell myself, I'd say I think it's okay to cry. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. it's okay, um, like Amanda Thurston said, to grieve what you think your child should be. But not to grieve too long because sometimes, you know, once you've got that answer, you see possibilities yeah. that would never be possible. Um, specifically looking at Kirsten, by the time she got help, she was three years old, functioning as a nine-month-old. Yeah, She could not button anything. She couldn't talk to us. She had no way of communicating. Um, we had constant meltdowns, you know. I literally would sit there and cry every night thinking my child is never, ever going to leave my house. She's never going to be able to function mm-hmm. on her own. Never, ever, ever. And now if you look at her, she talks a little odd. She's a little on the odder side, you know, a little different, but that's okay. I have no doubt that this child can get a job and right. leave my house and succeed in life. So grieve, yeah, that's okay. But don't grieve too long yeah. because you'll miss out on the miracles that are happening. Yeah. And you may be grieving something that's not going to come to be sometimes. Right. Sometimes I think that fear of them not being able to achieve, you don't know yet. Right. You know, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's true. Like, the fear is overwhelming when they're first diagnosed. Or, you know, it is. And 
which I wish I would go back and tell myself to reach out, like reach out to the mm-hmm. church. Just don't go into <laughs> safety bubble. It's like, that's what I call where I go. Go in your safety bubble, <laughs> but bring a friend or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, I wish I would have reached out like to Pastor Tanya when she was the children's pastor at that point and just said, you know, this is what we're dealing with. He's having a hard time. Yeah. You know? Um, so that's something. Yeah. And the church won't get it perfect every time no. by right. any means. No. But we sure do want to try, right? You know, right. and I think that's the important part of like Amanda was saying, a conversation and open communication. Mm-hmm. Because, um, I mean, that's any relationship when the when the church gets it wrong with any child or in a, in especially with ch- special needs mm-hmm. children, tell them you've gotten it wrong this time. Let's try this, mm-hmm. and then the mm-hmm. same way, it's a yeah. give and take. It's not a write off situation. Well, you messed up. We're moving on. Like, try to have that conversation. Right. Trying to make it better because then the kid wins and the family wins um, because the whole family, because if you don't feel comfortable coming here with special needs, the whole family misses out on that. I think I've seen the statistics that 85% of families with children with special needs do not attend church at all. Yeah. I mean, that number might be even higher now considering just the the state of the world. And um, that was been a few years ago, but that just breaks my heart, you know, and um, it it is a, it's a big task at church because a lot of times churches aren't, prepared to we're not um we're not prepared educationally to always deal with every need that might possibly come through but if we could just build friendships and start start there and have those conversations like these ladies have talked about today I think that would go a long way and just helping families know that they're wanted and loved and you know we want to see them succeed right we want to see their kids grow yeah Yeah. and i love beat yourself up if you can't like if it doesn't work try again in a couple Mm -hmm. more years or something you know yes i I had a lot of guilt about it (laughs) yeah but um, yeah let the guilt go it's okay it's okay um all right anything else you two want to add I can't think of anything. No. (laughs) Well, I think you both are incredible moms. Awesome. Um, Not just to your special needs children, but Mm -hmm. all of your children. And I think you're both great wives. And I know you're great friends. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for being here on the podcast. I know that was a little hard being vulnerable, but I thank you for being here. Thank Um, you for having us. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. All right, podcast listeners, thanks for tuning in again. I hope you know that God's grace is sufficient for you. His power is made perfect in your weakness.